We're driving down this afternoon, uplifting, always encouraging. It's Shine 104.9 in Spokane and 94.9 in Post Falls and Coeur d'Alene. We are your local Christian radio station. And I'm Lorenda. It's a ray of hope in your afternoon. And our guest today is Iris Argetta. She is the Director of Communications and Public Relations for an organization called ADRA International. Basically, they're a development and relief agency, and they are right there in the midst of the Ukraine war. They're bringing some resources, helping those that are fleeing the country and helping those that are seeking help with food and such. So anyway, just want to welcome Iris. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for uh, making time for us to give you an update of what's going on over there. Thank you so much for the support that you've given us. Yes. So, Iris, tell us a little bit about what what you are doing in the midst of Ukraine. Well, it's going to be about a month um, coming up on the 24th of this month. And since then, uh, we have been on the ground since day one. Our agency uh, has offices in over 120 countries around the world. We are not just a disaster response agency. We operate in all these regions for a purpose because we're there supporting communities uh, in whatever they need and, and, and the necessities that they require according to, you know, whatever happens, you know, in their own world. And we had been already in Ukraine operating since 1993, mm. providing education programs, rebuilding communities, helping to rebuild uh, infrastructure, uh, providing um, hygiene and wash and support uh, activities for the communities. And so, you know, we already had an operation there in Ukraine, which makes made it easier for us to respond quickly. And then on the on the day of the of the actual conflict, when the actual war broke and we started to see the people leaving, uh, fleeing the country, uh, then our the rest of the operations around the around the Ukraine area went into work. That's when we had set up refugee assistance centers at each border crossings along the Ukraine, around Ukraine, in all the countries surrounding Ukraine, uh, in Romania, Hungary, Slovakia, you know, Poland, Moldova, and Russia as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people that are helping on all fronts. As a humanitarian agency, we support people no matter what political beliefs or whatever background they have. We go across the board to help the people in need. So when the crisis broke, again, these centers began to work. And a lot of a lot of them are being operated in conjunction with thousands and thousands of church volunteers that are stepped in, stepped up to basically come in and be there 24-7 since that day, supporting uh, anybody that crossed the border with emergency assistance, uh, whether it was food, clothing, immediate needs, like in terms of moms and children, diapers, uh, formula, baby formula, food, um, uh, gloves, uh, coats. Uh, and and then, you know, we are also providing shelter, uh, short-term and long-term shelter. So the way it works is that when people cross the border, ADRA representatives uh, are right there as they come in. And then they get us. They they basically get asked, you know, what can we do for you? What can what can can we help you in any way? And a lot of them come in without having any kind of contact to where they're going to go. You know, they're just fleeing for safety. So they get taken to the center. Uh, we sort of get an, an idea of what the needs are. Then, if they need to go to a shelter, uh, they get transported to a shelter. Much of the shel- the shelters now in all of these regions are 
in church buildings, um, basement locations, and many people have opened their homes also, volunteers. And even hotels and resorts are turning, have turned into refugee shelters to assist. So many of them in Romania that were, you know, five-star hotels turned into shelters mm. because people wanted to help. And resorts that normally operate, you know, by doing weddings and other family reunions have closed down shop for the time being just to assist. So uh, once they get there, you know, they, they, they get everything they need. They get a place to stay. Uh, they get all the resources, including the transportation. When they, if they, but they get ready to leave, if they have found a place they want to go from that country or that region or another location within the country, they get the transportation to go there. And then on the other side, we continue to support them because we have all the ADRA um, assistance wherever they go so that they can get, you know, the long-term help, the apartments or the long-term support. One of the issues is language. And they come in went to these areas not speaking the language of the countries, except for Moldova, where people can actually understand the language of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. um, but in the other regions, they come, you know, if it wasn't for the thousands and hundreds of translators that ADRA has that are church volunteers as well, we wouldn't be able to communicate with them in many cases. Mm -hmm. um, some of them speak some English, but a lot of them, you know, need more um, to, to basically describe the situation and what how they feel. Our guest today is Iris Argetta of ADRA International. They're a development and relief agency, and they're right there, boots on the ground in the midst of Ukraine, bringing relief and resources, much-needed items, and even some hugs to the folks in Ukraine that are fleeing, those refugees that are just fleeing for their lives with many times with just the clothes on their back. And so we're talking with Iris, and uh, we're going to hear from her some of the folks that she's encountered herself when she was over there. So stick around. More with Iris Argetta of Adra in just a minute. If you'd like to re-listen to this interview, just stop by our website. We've got our podcast link under shine1049.org. Well, our guest today is Iris Argetta. She's the Director of Communications and Public Relations for ADRA International. And uh, they bring a relief all around the world in disastrous situations. And they were already located in Ukraine. They'd been there since 1993, bringing relief and education and resources to the folks in Ukraine. So they were able to be right there to help and assist those that were fleeing this disastrous, horrible situation with the war going on in Ukraine. So we're getting an update from Iris Argetta from ADRA International, and she was sharing a few minutes ago about a lot of the work that they're doing there. And now, Iris, thank you for joining us today. And share with us uh, some of the folks that you have encountered while you were there, because you were there for two weeks. So tell us a little bit about some of the folks that you encountered. A lot of times we found families that didn't have very much time to sort of get their stuff together to leave. Uh, I've encountered many occasions where I spoke to a mom with a baby, um, you know, at one of the centers that she came in with just one outfit of what she was wearing and a little bag and the baby that's probably about nine months old. And the first thing she said, can you please give me some diapers and baby formula? I've been working for five days and I haven't been able to feed my child properly and I haven't eaten anything. And um, I left my house, uh, I only had like 10 minutes to leave my house and walked out and the minute I walked out, you know, my whole village was destroyed. So she escaped, thank God, like, like mir by miracle, <laughs> by miracle uh, and ended up, you know, crossing the border and we assisted her immediately and then 
we provided her everything she needed at the center, and then we took her to a shelter at the church where she uh, was cared for until she found, you know, what the next steps would be in her life, you know, where she wanted to go. So these are the same kind of instances that we keep on finding. The other woman that I, that I remember very clearly was a mom that I, when I went to the shelter to provide, to bring in support, bring in some supplies. There was a, a mom was, uh, that was pregnant that had eight children, and one had stayed behind in Ukraine because she didn't want to leave. Um, you know, she was an, old, an older uh, young lady. Um, she came in with nothing, you know, just with whatever they had on. So you can imagine the kids were from about uh, 15 months old to her, you know, her being pregnant to 15 years old, uh, all different age groups. And, they, you know, the church provided a whole um, upstairs or one of the, Bible study rooms and they turn it into a shelter for this mom with all these kids. And so they all had a place to sleep, you know, all their things. They got toys, they got everything. And the mom was just describing how difficult it was to travel with all these kids and the shock, you know, of just moving from having everything from one minute to having nothing the next day. Yeah. Um, As I sat with them for, you know, an interview that I did, um, believe it or not, I mean, I was sitting there, and then the two, two of the children, the one that was five and who was seven, came and sat next to me, and they started to hug me, you know, <laughs> embrace me, and it just brought tears to my eyes because they seemed that they lacked so much. They lacked love, you know. This mom was barely making it, trying to make sure that they had, they were safe, you know, and these kids needed to be hugged. They needed to be cared for. They needed love. So it was heartbreaking yeah. to see that they were so desire, they were desiring to somebody to be to be held, you know, to be told that everything is okay. You got to, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. So, these are the same uh, kind of stories that I can on and on and on can tell you of the same, um, you know, instances where the moms, you see, uh, many moms and children and senior citizens crossing. They're, and the, then stay behind. Yeah, I was going to say the husbands have to stay there and, and fight, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> And so we're seeing this. And also what we're seeing now is that moms, you know, and, and women are leaving the kids with friends, family, and even with, you know, people that want to take care of them. They're going back. Some of them are going back because they, they want to support their husbands in the fight, oh, you know. Man. So we're seeing this this tragedy of just, you know, how daring and how um, the way that they're seeing themselves, that there's nothing that will stand in the way to support you know, their their nation. Uh, but we're also seeing this families being separated in the midst of a crisis. So that's why, you know, the ADRA, ADRA continues to provide food, water, clothing, medicines, hygiene, shelter, psychological support, counseling, we have been already doing, um, transportation, cash assistance, and a number of other resources. We're sharing the afternoon with you. Shine 104.9 in Spokane, 94.9 in Post Falls and Coeur d'Alene. Driving you home this afternoon. And I'm Lorinda Array of Hope in your afternoon. So our guest today from ADRA International, which is a development and relief agency, and they help in disaster relief all around the world. And right now, uh, one of the one of the disasters that they're in the middle of uh, helping out with is in the Ukraine. And Iris Argetta, she spent a couple of weeks there as well, uh, helping out folks and was sharing some stories about some of the moms, especially that she had encountered and just tough situations that they're that they're seeing as they're 
bringing relief to refugees that are fleeing. So what kind of things are you doing inside Ukraine? And inside Ukraine, we have a whole operation that's helping those people that are displaced and can't leave or, you know, simply just want to stay uh, where our ADRA network is, is supporting them. Um, there are convoys that are going from different regions of, you know, of the different surrounding Ukraine into Ukraine um, almost um, twice a week or if not daily. Uh, ADRA was the first NGO to actually cross the border to bring supplies in a convoy. So as they cross the border, they bring tons of, of these many supplies, you know, mattresses, water, food, and everything, medicine, especially for some of the hospitals there. And then there are centers there that have been, dis, you know, have been placed already uh, where they drop off the supplies. And then another convoy from within Ukraine picks them up and takes them to the, the mostly affected areas. That's, you know, the, how the operation is being run. And many of our Ukraine staff uh, had to flee from different areas, you know, and take shop, to, you know, take shelter in different locations, has been moving around to sort of continue the operations. It's been a, a labor of love and a labor of commitment and a labor of, of different also faith communities are working with ADRA. Uh, and uh, we are working with them mm-hmm. to provide the assistance. Yeah. And in the midst of this, while you're helping people that are in such danger, uh, the the folks with ADRA are also in danger because they're right there in the midst of the war helping out. Yeah. You know, these <laughs> we have very daring, very daring staff. We're not supposed yeah. to be doing that. But, you know, obviously, then there's a need. So we are yes. going in the humanitarian convoy missions. And also helping people to evacuate. Wow. As we bring in the supplies, we, you know, people have go already to the centers where the supplies arrive. They have already been driven by the other convoys within Ukraine to the humanitarian convoys, and they're being dropped off. And then they wait, and then we pick them up and we bring them across the borders to safety. I'm so grateful for organizations, and I know you are too, that are right there uh, in the midst of this war, helping refugees, bringing them needed items, you know, even just the simple items like food and water, mattresses, baby diapers, things like that, getting them out of there and taking them to a place of refuge, a place of safety that they can stay and uh, be away from that war that's going on. So uh, we're talking today with Iris Argetta, and she is with ADRA International. They're a development and relief organization, an agency that does exactly that. So more with Iris on the way. I got to say, my lifetime, I've never seen a war like this before where the people are just attacked like this. And I'm just personally so grateful for organizations like ADRA that are right there to the rescue. I mean, what a blessing that you guys were already there. Like you say, you you had already been there since the 90s, helping out in many other ways. And so you were right there to be there to bring some relief and resources uh, as this tragedy has been unfolding. And and it's been, like you say, like three, four weeks this has been going on. And we don't know. It doesn't seem like much, (laughs) but it has. Yeah, and we don't know when or if it's ever going to end. And, um, you know, we're from the United States watching this from afar, and yet many of us know people personally from Ukraine. My pastor is from Ukraine. We actually have some refugees that have moved over and are going to our church, and yet we feel so helpless. Um, Are there any ways that we can help out? Well, 
when I think the, the the best way to think about it is that this is not an operation that's going to end, like you said, immediately. This is going to be a long-term operation. Mm-hmm. As of now, we've already, just in Romania alone, almost a half a million people have been supported by ADRA work. And in different regions across, so, you know, when you cross the border, I mean, every time you cross, there's the assistance. And we're there for the long haul, meaning that no matter what happens in the country, ADRA, the development portion of ADRA, right? The Adventist Family Relief Agency, it stays there and continues. So in all of these regions where the refugees are outside and inside Ukraine, there will be programs set up to support the refugees, education programs, um, employment programs, even language programs so they can communicate with the people where they live, counseling programs. So a number of things are being done right now to prepare for that. As we speak, that is the next step. You know, you don't know when it's over, but life needs to continue for these refugees. So that's what we're working on, establishing operations that are stable in that they have a place to go, that they have a place to live, that they can function and continue living in a safe place. Yeah. So you can help by continuing to support ADRA by going to ADRA.org, A-D-R-A dot O-R-G, and and. You know, whatever you can support ADRA with, it doesn't matter how much or how little. And, of course, with your prayers. Prayers are always welcome, you know, to continue with the operation. And you can learn more also because, listen, this is only one location. But ADRA is responding to all over the world still. This is not just the one thing. We're actually now responding in Malawi. There were several disasters there. It was a, it was a hurricane and some things now. Now we're responding in Malawi as we speak and in other parts of the world. Um, so this is only one of many, and if you can support ADRA uh, with your donations, it's always very helpful for us to help continue to help. Oh, Iris, thank you so much for giving us some insight on the things that you guys are, are seeing and how you're bringing some relief to uh, those that are fleeing this horrific situation. And like you say, even whenever the war is over, uh, that's not going to mm-hmm. be the end of your work. You're still going to be there helping and assisting refugees and getting them acclimated into life and everything. And then, like you say, ADRA International is an international development and relief agency. So you're working on uh, situations, disastrous situations all around the world trying to bring help. And so... We thank you so much for the work that you guys are doing. And again, give us that website if anybody wants to learn more about you or or contribute in any way. Sure. It is ADRA, A-D-R-A dot O-R-G, ADRA dot org. All right. Thank you again. And I thank you for your audience. And I know you do also. You reach out to other communities in the West Coast, so we also are grateful for the support as well. Shine 104.9.